Hey friends, welcome to the Overwhelmed to Intentional podcast. My name is Kristen and I am your host. I'm a certified life coach helping overwhelmed millennial women live a simpler, more intentional life. Today I want to talk about stuff, physical stuff, digital stuff, what to do about your stuff and feeling overwhelmed by all of your stuff. Let's talk about it. This weekend I am actually going to my mom's house I'm going to help her clean out a bunch of stuff. So I've been thinking a lot about this idea of getting rid of things and organizing and how I see this a lot with clients. They either have physical stuff or digital stuff like Google Photos to organize or a bunch of emails in their inbox that they haven't organized or deleted or unsubscribed from. And it feels very daunting to even begin. And as I've been thinking about doing this with my mom and this process of getting rid of the stuff that we've been putting aside either to sell or to donate, but we've kept it. We've not done anything about it. We've either listed it and it hasn't sold and so we haven't done anything about it. Or we have just said, oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to sell that or we're going to donate that or one day. But recently we made the decision that the one day is this weekend. (laughs) So I've been thinking about stuff and what to do about stuff. And I want to talk about the mindset first and foremost, because y'all know I'm always going to go to the mindset and what's happening in your mind around your stuff, why you might not be doing anything about it, and then what to do about it, both from a mindset perspective and a physical, tactical perspective. So starting with the thoughts that you have about the stuff. I want to ask this because this will help you understand maybe why you have held on to it, why it has been difficult to get rid of, why it has been difficult to actually sit down and organize. What do you make the stuff and having the stuff mean about you? Whether it be physical things in your home that you have not organized or gotten rid of, or your email inbox that has hundreds of unread messages. (laughs) What do you make that mean about you? We know it's more than just having extra stuff. An example of this in my own life, I can say, is that for me, I've gone through so many different identities when it comes to jobs and uh, businesses. So keeping a lot of that stuff has been because that is who I identified as then. And I don't want to let that go, to be honest. So for me, I started out as a fashion designer and a textile designer. And I spent years having a business with that identity, having the things required to have that business. And over the years, I've slowly gotten rid of a good bit of it. But there is part of me that still wants to be that version of me. (laughs) It just doesn't have the actual space to set up and to do those things and for a while I thought I'll just sell all this stuff or throw it away who cares it doesn't matter but then when I start to think about it of course I associate it with who I was then and who I still want to be like there is a desire to still be creative in that way even if it's just for me even if I don't ever have a business again just for me so I've held on to that stuff for such a long time. And even now, as I think about what I'm going to do with it, um, I notice how 
I will, when I go to actually open the box, my mind will go to, well, I mean, I might need it. <laughs> I might, one day, I might have a studio and I might need those things. I don't need to get rid of them. You never know. That, that thought, that sneaky thought of like, you never know is still there. So overcoming that is what is the hardest part of getting rid of stuff. Because what we make our things mean about us is the reason that we hang on to them. It's the reason that you hang on to all of the artwork that your kids make and that they bring home from school because it means that you love them and you are maybe proud of them or you would be a terrible mother if you threw them away. Or in my case, it means that if I got rid of all that stuff, then I'm I'm no longer identifying as an artist or as a creative person. Of course, that's not true, but that's the meaning that I have attached to the stuff. It's the same with any of your stuff. So it might be clothes. It might be at one point I was this version of me and I wore those clothes and it's hard to let that go. Or at one point I was this career or that role in my life and I have all the things from that. And so to get rid of that means that I'm letting go of that part of me. But that's never true. An identity is something that you decide for for yourself you decide who you are and who you want to be and no thing can give you that identity no thing can give you that feeling you have a thought about those things and that thought is why you feel attached to the thing but the thing itself is neutral so we want to get to neutral with our stuff we want to see it as a physical item or a digital item that has no actual meaning about us. It can't mean anything about us. We give it meaning. We make it mean something about us. We want to question those things and see, what am I making this stuff mean about me? And then we want to go into, why am I choosing to keep it? What do I think it means about me if I keep it? And what do I think it means about me if I get rid of it? So kind of like what I was saying before, if I get rid of those things, if I throw them away, I no longer can be a textile designer, which is not true. I could go back to designing textiles any day I want. I could build a studio in my backyard and set up shop and start all over. I could totally do that. But I'm associating the things that I currently have with meaning that if I get rid of them, I get rid of me. <laughs> so when you think about this for yourself, what is it that you make it mean about you? And also when you're thinking about getting rid of it and letting it go, what is the biggest problem with letting it go? What do you think is going to happen? What does your brain go to when you think I'm going to throw away all of these things? Then what? <laughs> then what will happen? <laughs> Our brain tells us all sorts of stories. And it, of course, the, you know, the biggest one with stuff is I might need it. I might need it again. But if you do need it, is it possible that you could go and get it? Is it possible that you could find that thing again? And that's where you might want to decide there are some things that you might not be able to find again. Maybe the heirloom from your family or something that means something to you that was passed down from a family member you won't be able to get again so then you have to decide do I want it do I love it enough to keep it for that reason or 
Do I want to get rid of it and acknowledge that I might never see this item again or anything like it? And can that be okay? So questioning there, what is the worst case scenario of getting rid of this item? Let your brain go to the worst case scenario and let it play out what would happen then. Because when we take our brains there, we can see, okay, hmm, the worst case scenario is that I'm going to feel a feeling that's probably uncomfortable. I'm going to feel a feeling of regret, which we will then be thinking If you feel the feeling of regret, you would want to question, what will I be thinking? And the thought might be, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have gotten rid of that item. I shouldn't have thrown it away. (laughs) And then we will feel regret. But not because you threw the item away or you donated it. You will feel regret because you have a thought. And this is where getting very clear about the neutral circumstance of the thing versus the story we have about it, the thought that we have about it, is so helpful in getting organized and getting rid of our stuff. <laughs> so here's another example that I've been thinking about. So I've been wanting to do, I've wanted to really get my Google photos organized. I have started organizing them. And I realize that I have a lot of photos of my dog. <laughs> I'm not a parent. I'm only a dog parent. And my dog is the love of my life. She is everything to me. So thinking about deleting even one photo of her (laughs) is just absurd to me because what if I needed to go back one day and scroll through those photos of my darling little fluff pup angel, Marley Girl? I might need to see those. (laughs) So as silly as it sounds to say out loud, That's what our brain is doing. Our brain is saying, you never know. One day you might need that photo (laughs) of your dog. One in a hundred of the same photos. They're all the same. You have a million photos (laughs) of the same thing, but you might need all one million of them. Of course, that's not going to be the case. And my memories of Marley will remain with me forever, even after she is no longer with me, which hopefully will not be, but for a very long time. (laughs) No time soon. Anyway, really questioning what is my reason here for keeping this thing? And what is my brain telling me is going to happen? What's the worst case scenario? Go there. Let your brain see, let yourself see what your brain is telling you so that you can question it and think about it and say, hmm, is that true? Is that a reason enough for me to hold on to this thing? And then going to the actual practical tips here. With anything, I like to question if I have used the thing in six months or more. If it has been at least six months that I have not touched it, not looked at it, not opened it, then I probably don't need it and I probably won't use it again. It's this way with clothes. It's this way with books. I always think that about books. I always think, I'll read it again. I've only read maybe two or three books twice. (laughs) Maybe. And I have a lot of books. So am I really going to read it again? Do I love it enough to read it again? Do I love it enough to wear it again? Will I ever use this item again? And if the answer is no, then I have to ask, why am I keeping it? 
why am I choosing to hold on to this thing if I have no use for it? If I don't plan on displaying it in my home or wearing it on my body or using it for any reason, then what? What's the reason I have to keep it? And then the question is, is that reason compelling enough to actually keep the thing? Now, your brain is probably going to tell you that it is, but I want you to ask and get honest with yourself and say, is this a reason that I truly love or is this a reason that I am using to hang on to the thing? So there are your questions as you're going through the stuff. But before you go through the stuff, you've got to be motivated enough to go through the stuff. (laughs) So we need to take it a step further back and question, what is going to motivate me to go through my stuff? Why do I want to organize it? Why do I want to clean it out? Why do I want to get rid of it, donate it, sell it, whatever the thing is? What is my reason for doing that? I want you to imagine life on the other side when your home is organized, when the excess stuff is no longer there, then what? What will your life be like? What will your mind be like? What would it be like to have the mental space that that stuff is currently taking up? (laughs) What would it be like to be thinking about other things? To not have your focus be on, I need to get rid of it, I need to sell it, have it on your to-do list. That was the thing for me. I had this cleaning out, getting rid of things item on my to-do list for months, honestly. (laughs) I have wanted to clean out my own closet, my own uh, shoes, stuff, excess stuff at my mom's house, all of my art supplies. I've wanted to do that for a long time and it stayed on my to-do list for months until finally... I decided I'm not going to keep it on my to-do list. Why do I want to do this? Why do I want to tackle this item? Why do I want to finally get rid of these things? And mostly for me, it was for freeing up the mental space. I was ready to finally cross that off my to-do list and not think about it again. But that has to be motivating enough for you. And that might not be your reason. That was my reason. My reason is I like to get things done and to stop lingering things from week to week like to actually complete them cross them off get them done so for me that compels me to actually take action but for you it might not compel you what would compel you what is the then what that you are asking about what's possible for you what time you would have back what is that for you and then In the moment when you go to actually take the action, your brain is going to say, "Eh, it doesn't excite me that much. I mean, (laughs) it can wait. (laughs) Because the brain seeks pleasure and avoids pain. And doing this, while it's not physically painful, probably not physically painful, it is emotionally taxing in the moment. Because you're thinking, this is too much. I don't want to do it right now. I want to do something else. This is not exciting. I can do it later. And all those thoughts are probably creating a feeling of dread, of maybe overwhelm. And so because you're thinking that and you're feeling dread, you're feeling overwhelmed, you will not take action as we know because overwhelm never produces action. So this is where you want to get into the mindset of why why this matters to you. And then you need to add in, and this is just 
this is just the truth. The truth is you need to just say, I said I was going to do it, so I'm going to do it. It's that simple. I said I was going to complete this task. It is on my to-do list. I want to get it done, so I'm just going to do it. (laughs) It's not sexy. It's not fun. We don't like that. We don't like to just have to actually accomplish things because, I mean, it's not that fun. And there are other things you could be doing, yes, but this is something that you want to do. So there are times that you just have to say, okay, I said I was going to, and I am. I told myself I wanted to do this, so I'm going to do it. That is just the truth. And it's, you know, it's not ideal. (laughs) We don't like that. (laughs) And you're not going to feel amazing as you are hyping yourself up and saying, okay, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah, you could say that. But honestly, there are things that you have to just do that won't always be fun. It's not always fun to go through your stuff. It's not always fun to actually do the thing and take the action. It's not always fun. But the other side is 100% always worth it. Crossing that off, no longer having it in your mind, no longer having it to do and having time and energy to do so many other things that you actually want to do, that is worth it. So here's the thing. Go through stuff. (laughs) Just freaking do it. Just go through your stuff, organize your stuff, throw away your stuff, donate your stuff, whatever you want to do, have to do with your stuff, do it. Decide that it's worth it for you to do the things that you said you were going to do. Decide that it was worth it, that you have completed this task that you have had on your list forever. Decide that it's worth it to do that. Decide that it's worth it to honor your word to yourself and follow through on the things that you say you want to do. All right, so go get your stuff organized. (laughs) Work on the mindset part. Work on the actual organizing part. If you need help with this kind of thing, this is what we do in coaching. Coaching is so much about your dreams and your visions and the life that you want to create. And it's also about the practical stuff of going through your stuff, (laughs) of getting organized, of becoming the person that you want to be, the person that is organized, the person that doesn't have excess stuff, the person that keeps a clean, tidy home. If you want to become that person, this is part of the process. This is how we break it down. We question your mind around all of it, and then we put together a plan for physical, actual, tactical steps for you to take to then complete the task. So that is your homework for the week. If you have been needing the nudge to go through your things and get them organized, here it is. This is it. (laughs) Go for it. And if you need help with any of this and with overwhelm in general, with living a more intentional life in general, of simplifying everything in your life and truly enjoying what you have and only creating more of what you want, that is what we do in coaching. I offer six months of one-on-one coaching in order to find out if this is right for you and if we're a good fit, you can book a free clarity call. The links are below. You can go to my website, kristinalana.com. You can find me on Instagram at underscore kristinalana. And there will be all sorts of ways that you can get in touch with me and book your free clarity call. And then we can talk about the plan for you, for taking you from overwhelmed to intentional in your own life in whatever way you desire. So if you're going through your stuff, if you're getting organized, send me a message on Instagram and tell me. I would love to hear it. I want to know. I want to keep you accountable. I want to help you get it done. All right. Also, 
I'm going to be doing an episode the first week of August with questions that you are curious about. So send me a question. It can be a question about coaching. It can be a question about overwhelm or living more intentionally or how I've done that in my own life. Anything that you want to know, send me a message and ask me a question. I'm going to compile all the questions and we are going to do just a fun question episode in August, the first week of August. So it also correlates with my birthday. My birthday is on August 6th. So I will be celebrating turning 31. And I just thought this would be fun. I'm going to be on vacation that week. So I'm going to record this podcast early. But if you send me your questions now, I'll get them compiled and ready to go. And I will answer them for you. Hope you have a wonderful week. I'll talk to you next week.